listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Grave Discussions, your favorite horror podcast on the internet. I am Barnabas. And I am Samael. And today, we'll be teaching you how to save 12% on your car insurance. That's not what we're going to be doing. That's false advertising. Can we go to jail for that? (laughs) I don't want to go to jail. Barnabas is going to jail, guys. No! So, today's episode is going to be all about... A quiet place. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, wasn't what I expected. I, initially, I thought it was going to be a paranormal movie for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> fuck you. Anyways, uh, then we went to go see it, and then I saw Creatures. And apparently, what is this, like a branch of like Cloverfield or some shit? Like, I have no nah, I don't know, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to give you guys our full, uh, hopefully spoiler-free review. I'm going to try. I might, I might yeah. stumble, but... I'll no, try not to good. spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just came out, so we know that a lot of people probably haven't seen it yet that want to go see it. Um, so at the time of you listening to this podcast, it's probably going to be like the second weekend that it's open. So yeah, go check it out if you haven't. It's I, I'm not going to say anything, but I say that you need to go check out this movie. Yeah. But we're going to do that in our full review. First, we have horror news for you. So, to lead off this batch of horror news, uh, this was actually, I think, announced like a couple days ago or like last week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't but, hear about this so you told me. Um, but Joe Hill, who is the son of, well, one of the sons of Stephen King, legendary horror author and legendary horror mind, uh, Joe Hill's got a, actually a bunch of books out. He's done um, The Fireman, Horns, The Lock and Key graphic novels. Um, what else has he done? I don't know, he's done some other stuff, but one of his novels that a lot of his fans really like is Nos for A2, which is like a play on Nosferatu. And uh, which is a ripoff of Dracula. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What was the legality on that? Like, what was I mean, I don't know. Did they like overstep any boundaries? Because when I watched that, and then I, I mean, it wasn't like they didn't have actual Dracula in it, they like had Count Orlock. That's which is their own. So even though they basically ripped off Dracula and <laughs> used like the same story structure and everything, they just changed like the character, like the villain. I don't think they could have actually sued them for like copyright or anything uh-huh. like that. And I don't really know how that stuff worked back then. It's like what offerings yeah. was to yeah. Halloween. <laughs> like if, honestly, if you just change something just enough and you label it kind of like an homage movie, you can pretty much get away with oh, it. Yeah. You know? It's Halloween, except instead of Michael Myers, yeah. it's a zombie <laughs> yeah. stalking people. But he's sentient. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So, yeah, I have not read uh, this book personally, um, even though it's on my list. But, um, I mean, I love all Stephen King's stuff, so I'm sure I'll like it. But the book uh, basically revolves around this artist who discovers that she has this ability to track this 
like seemingly immortal villain called Charlie Manx who feeds off the souls of children and then like deposits them in some weird land or something like that. So it's like basically a vampire, like kind of like a spirit vampire. I don't even know how to describe it. This sounds like a Stephen King story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just always some dude and he's up to something and he's trapping Mm -hmm. people somehow somewhere and then someone finds out about it. Yeah. (laughs) That's... I don't know. Apparently the book is really good though and it was just announced that uh, AMC, the uh, brand behind The Walking Dead, the the network oh, they're picking up um Nosferatu as a 10 part TV series in 2019 I don't oh yep. what, next year yep Damn, next I year. thought we were still in 2017 I was like bro I don't want to wait two fucking years <laughs> fucking retarded uh it's okay but yeah you were <laughs> I know so yeah next year um this look, should look be at these assholes out. Hold on. let's look at these comments hold on <laughs> Oh man, this Neat. was the worst. I'd be work. happier if it were on Netflix or HBO, but if it has to be on cable, AMC is still a score. What's the difference if it's on AMC or HBO? I don't know. It's just like quality. Like HBO uh, has like more subjectively high quality shows like Game of Thrones and shit. I mean, like I remember that. when I used to have, uh, you know, when like Netflix Comcast kinda. On Demand first came out. I mean, yeah. we had HBO and like they played newer movies, but like. It wasn't anything fucking special. Yeah. Like the others. Well, because back then they didn't really have too many like HBO branded like TV series. And now they have like a lot that a lot of people really like. I mean, I don't think I like so. any HBO series. I don't know. How, how many of you? How many have you watched? I mean, I haven't heard of any. So doesn't that say Game enough? of Game of Thrones? No, I don't watch that. Yeah, well, you've heard of Game of Thrones. I've heard of it. I, don't, yeah. I, I really, I really I'm not like going to fall into the fad. <laughs> I, I really like it. I can't fall into it. Because it's my thing. I bet Silicon is. Valley is also good. Veep is good. Silicon Valley, what is that? Yeah, it's a comedy Seen with uh, TJ, whatever, like his that dude from uh, Deadpool. <laughs> we need to have like a like a horror channel, right? There are horror channels. No, but like we're like not big budget like cinema and not too independent to the point where they're like. I mean, there's it like uh, yeah, there's like Chiller. Not not a lot of people can get Chiller, but I think that I'm one's saying, out like, there. Maybe like. On like a serious cable network, you know, like Comcast or well, AT&T, they're usually like their own cable network. When Fearnet you know. disappeared, it felt like yeah, but Fearnet th- was its own I know, channel too. I, I felt like I was like lost. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I know Chiller so, is out was there. Was after but Fearnet? I mean, I don't remember. I think Chiller was it Chiller? Yeah, but I mean, nobody like not a lot of people have access to that channel. You know, yeah. Like you gotta like pay for that shit, or you gotta have some kind of like package or something. Man. But anyway, um, yeah. AMC is picking up that Nosferatu series, so I got I got to read the book. But I mean, that sounds, sounds like cool. a really like '90s like Are You Afraid of the Dark type or Tales from the Dark yeah. Side type esque to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, speaking of the '90s, actually, I don't know if all of you remember, but Sam and I remember Gargoyles. Oh, that was the shit. Yeah, I used to watch that like every. I don't know, Saturday morning, whatever morning, like it came out with like new episodes. Hey, it was like eight in the morning. Yeah. You would get well, up for that shit. What though, was it? On, uh, what, what was, was it fire. before it was CW50? What was it called? UPN. Oh. UPN. Yeah. yeah, UPN. <laughs> UPN. That was the shit. Yeah. So what about Gargoyles? Well, I don't know how much news this is going to be to all you guys, but if you remember Gargoyles and you've seen it before and you like it, then you'll probably dig this bit of news. There That's why is, I got excited when I saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new um, fan film about Gargoyles, but it's done by Carlos Ferrer, 
and yeah it's just called gargoyles fan film so i just thought that was interesting because i loved the animated series and actually this looks like it's live action sort of i don't know it's probably like cgi or something i don't know that looks cool though yeah holy shit. so uh yeah if you liked the cartoon then go check out the gargoyles fan film on youtube that's Steph. carlos ferrer yeah so that was that was pretty that was pretty dope that was nice and what's f- next finally this one is also pretty exciting Ooh. yeah finally not <laughs> like an oh, old it was released bad today? you know uh what? no oh, no the, the cast- casting okay, breakdown I was start fucking tripping bro <laughs> so actually the news about this movie has been out for like a little while but uh today there's been kind of some updates about it so today was released the casting breakdown for director Corin Hardy's The Crow reboot. So yeah, the this reboot has been actually talked about a little bit, but there was nothing much really in the way of um, like the casting or anything. So we do have that today, and apparently it revealed some interesting narrative changes from the original 1994 film. Um, so let me see here. The film is actually going to start uh, filming in July of this year in Budapest. So that already is interesting. And uh, undertaking the lead role of Eric Draven, made famous by the late Brandon Lee, rest in peace. Damn, bro. Uh, is Jason Momoa. I actually didn't hear about this. For real? Yeah. That's fucking sick. I didn't know about that. That is pretty cool. It's it's kind of This is our sight read, guys. We didn't we didn't Yeah. No, we did. We I this is surprise this. news. And look at this. Hold on. Top dollar played in the original by actor Michael Wincott will now be portrayed by a woman. Ooh. That's interesting. That's going to be interesting as shit. They really flipped the fucking script, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a good or bad thing. It, it doesn't actually uh say who's going to be portraying the woman top yeah, dollar they're but still doing castings for this movie apparently so. i believe so um but then there's mention of uh some other characters that are going to be in the film and apparently the character of skank from the original well, i don't remember that much but um is not going to be in this film now supplanted by someone named ratso a wannabe t-bird who dreams of being number one so there's a couple of descriptions of uh the new characters uh and even top dollar and who are going to be uh in the film but and that's that's pretty much it but yeah that's interesting like i don't know i because brandon lee as the crow like he was like imposing but not yeah. because he was like a big dude or anything just because he like was fucking crazy <laughs> and you know he was like back from the like he was undead or whatever he was um, calm tempered too like yeah, yeah, for the I'm, for the most part, yeah. He's, but Jason Momoa is like big as fuck, and he's yeah. like scary because he's like buff, you know. That's the motherfucker that played Aquaman, right? Yeah, yeah. Why would they pick? They tried to turn Aquaman know. from this like petty character <laughs> into this like scary force, and now they're gonna yeah. turn Crow from this like imposing force to this just big bulk. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he's like a pretty good actor, but I just can't imagine him with like. Wearing the big trench, black trench coat with like the face. with like the face paint on. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's gonna seem weird to me. So and he's I, gonna seem like one of those like Aztec warriors rather than like yeah. So this kind of feels more like a, I want to appeal to everybody that's like watching you know big Hollywood movies and loves Jason Momoa and shit right now. I mean, I think instead of like casting, well, yeah, for sure, like it's gonna make money because of him. They should have just picked Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that'd be too weird. Why not Johnny Depp? 
Uh, that dude can play anything. Yeah, that would have been an interesting choice. At least, he, at least he looks more like like physically similar to Brandon yeah, Lee. Because you know? he he's not like And huge, with the face, like, he he could probably like yeah. catch those same facial expressions. Yeah. But Brandon Lee as the crow was also like a younger guy. So I don't know. Obviously, they're kind of going off script here because like Depp, top dollars a woman now. Johnny Depp can look young in any role, bro. He could play a teenager yeah. right now. You're probably right. He yeah. should have just played himself in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake <laughs> instead yeah. of that like weird looking like kid that looked like he'd been drugged out for right. all, like all, half of eternity. Oh, yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> so I, I just I do. <laughs> I mean, every time he's in a horror movie, I'm like, dang, this is either gonna be okay or just really fucking bad. He always looks like he's about to cry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like how his face is like constructed. Someone, like just always stole a lollipop <laughs> from him. He's yeah. Like, Man, I don't know. So, uh, thank God he's not in this. I know. Damn, what if they put him as the crow? I could no, see it. Oh my God. That, that would, would be, be terrible. That would be fucking horrible. That would make sense though. Cause he'd always be like depressed. Right. I don't know, man. But anyway, that's, uh, I want to watch the original one tonight. Yeah. The crow is sick, but I don't know how I feel about the casting announcements. Obviously they're going in kind of a different route than the original film. Well, it's a reboot, right? So, I mean, but yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean change. you have to change, like, all the characters around and shit, you know? Well, they changed, what was it, two of them? Yeah, but, like, the main characters. I mean, you seen the Friday the 13th remake, they switched out They just made, they just made... it into one film. <laughs> that was, like, basically part two and three Yeah. put together into one with a completely different setting, completely different story, completely different people. There was no axe to the head, him him finding the hockey mask from a nerdy kid. He took it from, from some hillbilly that's stole weed and fucks a doll you know yeah. like, what the fuck is going on yeah i don't know man but uh no we'll see i mean i'm kind of excited for it but with the how it's changed i don't know because see for me it feels like when they do reboots all the time and shit that a lot of the times yeah they want to do something a little different even though they want to try to like kind of have an homage to i don't the think it's gonna film, i don't think it's gonna feel like the crow yeah because when you exactly. think of I mean, maybe in, like, five years after this comes out, when you ask people about The Crow, yeah. like, younger people might think of this one, but we'll always think about the real Crow. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see, but I don't think there's a release date for the reboot yet, but we'll uh, try to keep up with it and keep you guys updated. Yes, on yes. One. We'll be here. We so, yeah. Right now, we're going to move on, and we're going to get to the terrifying trailer of the week. <laughs> this one looks this one looks interesting yeah it looks like some texas chainsaw massacre type yeah. shit apparently it's inspired by it and like the hills have eyes um it's made by the filmmakers of this movie called francesca which uh, i've not seen but luciano and nicholas onetti so i think it's a foreign film because at least it sounds like it yeah the onetti brothers you know yeah like- <laughs> It says uh, they leave their 70s Italian giallo influences aside and dive deep into a classic slasher roadie inspired by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Hills Have Eyes. Mm -hmm. You have to see this new trailer. The synopsis basically says uh, it follows a group of young people that take a trip to the ruins in order to film a documentary about Epicuin. I don't know how to pronounce that. Epicuin? Epicuin? Apparently it was one of the most important touristic villages of Argentina. On November 10th, 1985, a huge volume of water broke the protecting embankment and the village was submerged under 10 meters of salt water. It disappeared. And then, 30 years later, the waters receded and the ruins 
of Epic Qin emerged, exposing a bleak and desert landscape. The residents never returned. But this film group goes there to film a documentary about it. And after a brief tour, they get stranded in the abandoned village. And then they realize that they are not alone. So it sounds this, this sounds promising. I I think horror movies are going to be making a comeback pretty soon. Yeah, bro. And uh, I mean, there's always good stuff coming out in, in, in the, like, the independent movie scene, you know? If so. the independent movie makers, like, if they just made enough money for them to have, like, better equipment, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if they had, like, the same equipment as the person who I mean, it's who not directed, necessarily say, that they don't have the same equipment, but... I mean, it seems that the quality seems, like, a bit different. Like, yeah. when you watch an independent film from... Uh, I mean, they, yeah, to, like, they definitely... Let's say Woman in Black, for example, had great cinematography. They definitely but. have a smaller budget. But you know that a lot of, uh, like, Hollywood blockbuster movies may, like, look better in quality, quote-unquote? Oh, yeah, Probably just because they have a bigger budget, because in but editing, they just they just edit the shit out of it and, like, yeah. make it look nice, and they have all that CGI and shit. But that's why, like, independent cinema especially like horror looks more gritty they might have the same kind of equipment more or less but yeah and like i mean i like that blockbusters they might have access to like better equipment to do like more crazy shit you know i like that grittiness so i don't like yeah me too i don't know some like would you call it that grindhouse feel yeah i mean for some films maybe like the one we're gonna talk about later oh yeah but uh i don't know It, it really just kind of depends on like the editing and like how they shoot it because Hollywood movies always kind of have that like typical cinema cinematography and yeah. like shots you know but anyway um we're gonna check out the trailer for the waters what the waters left behind is the title of this one so you can check this out on YouTube as always just what the waters left behind 2018 official trailer so we're gonna check this out we're gonna stop it periodically and kind of give our thoughts and then we're gonna wrap it up Inca. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Instituto Nacional. Yeah, it's definitely for me. This looks good. Yeah. Let's see some college kids, basically. <laughs> Time to eat them. Right. All right. So right off the bat, it's got basically college kids or like you know young, early twenties like people that are part of this documentary film crew that come here. Yeah. Millennials. <laughs> but we we always like to see that because that's how you kind of know it's gonna be like that kind of style horror film, you know. Oh yeah. Right off the bat, you see candles and all these weird like ox heads and shit and. You're like, oh man, nobody sane lives wherever this fucking poor bastard yeah. is, you know? Like, it kind of feels like it's gonna be like one of those really gory horror movies, like The Hills Have Eyes. Like, like they're that. gonna put a hook in someone's back and yeah. then just drag them halfway across the fucking, yeah. hang them upside down by their heels. Pretty much. If you move, this hook will take out both of your testicles, like right. that type of shit. <laughs> so uh, let's continue, but it looks good so far. Like it looks like it's got that kind of like classic slasher style, you know. Oh, 
Oh shit. See that dude with the chainsaw and like the fucking deer skull? Yeah, that that was sick. It it's got very clear inspirations. Everyone, I feel like to Texas Chainsaw. Oh yeah, Master. even oh, the yeah. trailer looks. I mean, like, even look at the family; they're all just laughing out of their yeah, fucking minds, crazy. torturing people. <laughs> look, they got a girl tied up and they're laughing in her face, yeah. just like the fucking Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. This looks good so far. Like, it looks kind of. It's like it's uh, gonna be more of like a ritual killer kind of thing. And it doesn't. Yeah. It. I don't know. The atmosphere seems to differ with like every single shot. Yeah, sort of. I don't know, like... It actually kind of reminds me of The Devil's Rejects, too. Like, it's got that kind of style. Like, you know, you have some shots that are, like, of, like, the desert or, like, whatever, like, barren. And it's just, like, the college kids and stuff. And then you've got, like, these dark-ass scenes where it's just, like, them trapped and being tortured. I think the daytime is trying to, like, give you, like, this false sense of security. Like, maybe there's hope for them. And then once they get to the place that they were initially going to, and all hell breaks loose, you're like... Oh, that was to prepare me for this horrific shit right. I'm about to see. Like, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Let's see what else we got. All right, let's see. Yeah, we're going to finish this up here. we only got about 30 more seconds, and we'll go our final thoughts. That's some like hostile. It already came out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We should look for it. It says March 2018. I'm Um, gonna look for this online. I'm gonna see if I can find a DVD or something. Well, this one just says uh, the article is on April 3rd. It says I have released a series of posters and a new trailer for the next film. The, The March 2018 could very well just be a like an like an official like festival release date like a worldwide release date if they're showing it at some festivals or something um and it might not actually be like out for everybody what is this one there's a there's a comment not that scroll up (laughs) 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 fucking asshole isn't there another similar version of this film already out there yeah, the Spanish Chainsaw Massacre. No wonder we say there's nothing original being done anymore. I don't know. I mean, this looks kind of like its own movie. Like, there are lots of horror films that very clearly have, du- like, direct influences and may kind of have a similar structure to other films. Like, we see that literally all the time. Look at this guy. This know? guy says he wants more substance than it just being... A well-made Latin version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's uh, not the same thing. Yeah. Was, when, since when was the plot of the Texas... Yo, we're going to go get a documentary of this city, right? Hopefully yeah. there's no cannibal murderers there. Like, no, that's not what happened. It's different. It's Maybe some of the elements were inspired by, you know, the chainsaw, the, the yeah. tying up people, like the crazy family, but like it obviously. But, I mean, this looks like it's more of like this ritual kind of thing going on. She had which, like a fucking pentagram on her head. Yeah, which like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not. So it is giving it a new kind of spin. Um, but it's not like it's a blatant ripoff or something. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that comment, but uh, it's called What the Water's Left Behind. I, I think it looks pretty fucking good. Or the Spanish version, Los Olvidados. Yeah. I don't know how... how... See. Si. <laughs> <sighs> anyway... <laughs> Any fucking way. No. <laughs> anyway, it's... I think uh, I said that already. No. I know. <laughs> it's caught an official release date in Argentina of March 8th, 2018. So, it's. I guess it's out there if you can find it somewhere, but I don't see a U.S. release date yet. 
I mean, unless it's that's the international, but it just is Argentina. So I'm assuming we're still waiting to see if there is a uh, U.S. release date. And actually, looks, there, looks like there was one in New Zealand, bro. Yeah, you trying to have a road trip? <laughs> Mexico had already had a festival. The U.K. Look, 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 November 16th. So we could probably find it. Possibly. Sometimes we're from not the from the U.K. By the way, I know. <laughs> Sometimes from the festivals, it's. I know it's you know. But, um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's still actually coming out in other festivals, but the Argentina release does not specifically say it was a festival. So it could very well be out there. Yeah, try to look for it. Bro, per- Peru got it, and we don't got it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hope for They them. usually release some of the stuff last because, as you can see, they're still doing festivals. Usually they wait until they complete their festival circuit before they release it in like the U.S. like widely, you know. Um, so if you didn't know that about how the festivals and distribution stuff know, works, thank then you. now I'm probably not going to look for it. Then Thanks. that's pretty Thanks, much, bro. yeah, you're welcome. Cause once it actually comes out, then you can look for it. <laughs> you broke me. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so, uh, right. You hear this shit? Yeah. I don't treat him very well, but it's okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we are going to move on right now, but, uh, yeah, if you're interested, check out that trailer if you didn't watch it along with us and let us know what you think about it. Right now, we're going to get into the cult corner. <laughs> it sounds like an evil sheep. Yeah. Let me redo that. <laughs> See, that was a little bit more evil. Now you don't quite sound evil, but you're still a sheep. <laughs> so today's uh, movie is a really... Not really obscure, but f- quite obscure. It's a cult movie. It's definitely a classic for like true horror fans. I remember the first time I heard about this, I was watching an angry video game nerd episode. Yeah. And he's like, have you ever seen Basket Case? Never mind. And I always wondered like what this movie was yeah, about. It's, it's pretty low key, but like real horror fans probably know about it and probably have seen it. It came out in 1982, so right around... The golden era. Yeah, like 81 with Evil Dead and everything. Oh, man, yeah. But this movie obviously is not quite as popular as those and didn't get as much traction. I don't know if it's just because it was surrounded by like all these other more popular horror movies or... I don't know. This movie was pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah. And it was like micro budget, like $35,000, I think, was the budget for this movie. I think so, yeah. I think I would keep that. So... (laughs) It was not probably not as widely distributed and marketed, um, so I am not surprised. And it's just fucking weird, so I'm not surprised that all those other they movies have like sequels overshadowed too. It. Yeah, there's a Basket Case two and a Basket Case three as well, and I think that's all of it. What is that warning? The looks like another weird ass movie. Oh, the stuff. Yeah, stuff is pretty weird. Is it something like this? Uh, not quite. Is it like about goo? It's yeah, it's like this. It's about goo, goo okay. Stuff. But anyway, Basket Case um is really a classic cult horror film, and for pretty good reason. It's just odd, like it. It's really like unsettling. You, you didn't know? expect the 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 thing that you saw. Well, you didn't really see it, but you sort of saw sort of, yeah. that someone got killed by some sort of monster thing, yeah. and then you just the next scene is just some. Uh, drug dealer trying to sell this weird looking guy who's carrying around a basket some opiates and stuff and anything that he wants Mm -hmm. and I didn't expect for what happened to happen and what's in the basket is his former conjoined twin that doctors had cut off of him yeah and uh so apparently now he's just taking his evil 
deformed Siamese twin brother Belial to all the doctors that helped separate them and yeah. he's having them killed. Belial's a weird name to choose. Why would you yeah, name yeah. your why would you name Bro, your son? He looks a- like the fucking devil <laughs> if he got like pulverized, you know. Fun fact, Belial was another name for the angel Samael, hint hint. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm fuck. Like, he's just carrying around this, like, thing that doesn't even look human in this basket. So, right when from the get go, when you just, like, see the basket, it's like this huge basket. You're like, what the, what, what could possibly be in there? Because it's just this, like, weird guy. Like, he's weird, you know? Because he's never, like, like, been with anybody except his twin brother. They have, like, this psychic connection. He's, like, he's super always, antisocial. He's, he's always, like, giving him telekinetic messages. Yeah. Waking him up to talk. And he, ba- he basically controls him. Yeah. You know? Because they have this, like, psychic connection, and he's, like, a fucking monster. He looks so, so he, weird, too. Like, you didn't he expect... Does. He kind of changes throughout the movie. You see him get, like, a more human appearance. Yeah. I don't know what that's for. The most human appearance he had when he was trying to rape that one chick near mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. The, the practical effects are just... Exactly what you would expect from the early 80s, oh, which yeah. I love. At one point, it was so cheesy. You could actually see that the, the monster hand yeah. was someone with a rubber monster oh, yeah. glove on. It was every, so every, fucking great. Because, like, the... I mean, the... Budget was, like, 30K. Yeah. Time. Which they probably spent most of it on the pros, like the practical thing for the actual character the of Belial. Like, and, and then the rest of it for, like, renting out that hotel. Yeah. Because <laughs> they actually had to use, like, some CGI or, like, you know, some computer generated effects or you know whatever to make Belial move because he's just basically this like stump with arms but you kind of feel weird for him, as hell. like oh yeah, yeah from a perspective you could see them as the protagonist i mean it's not their I mean, fault they everybody thought that he was like evil bro they th- they threw they threw the thing away like yeah like it wasn't a person exactly just because it like looked i mean you know for it from a in a way i can see it because he's truly terrifying to yeah, look at yeah. he's got these like monster teeth like sharp teeth like no human being has that shit but still like technically he was a person even if he was like this deformed conjoined twin but they have to like throw his ass out the father was the worst because he was just like that's not my child yeah that was fucking you horrific. know like damn like you're really gonna feel like that that's why he grew up evil and like killed you and shit yeah bro like people don't just i mean i think yeah. this <laughs> If I told my normal-looking son that, he'd probably want to kill me, too. Right? He'd probably beat you to death with a hammer in your fucking sleep. Hell, yeah. No so, kid wants to be rejected by, like, the person they're supposed yeah. to learn everything from. You know, so there's, there's actually some, like, really relevant themes present in this movie, which is why I like it. Because the whole, like, rest of the movie is, like, really cheesy and, like, really, like, bad, kind of. You know? Because, like, the acting is, is, oh, my God, the acting... It's so over the top yeah, and, like, it really terrible. It's like some fucking... I don't know, bro. Like, it, just the the way everyone acted, like... Yeah. The screams were like... It's like, all right, we get it. You're scared. And, like, the yeah. even the dialogue, like, between two characters was, was just, cheesy. like, fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, it, the only good part <laughs> about the acting is when he was talking to that... Uh, what was her? The, oh, the chick yeah, with the short yeah, hair? Yeah. And he was telling her about his brother. Yeah. And he was just laughing the whole time. Because he was, time. like, drunk. Yeah. But then, like you, like slowly, you see the look of dread on her face. Like, is he? Is he, yeah, guy is he being, being fucking serious, serious right now? Like, how would you think of a story like that? Yeah, you know? like I don't think you just do. And then they went in his room and, blah, 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 yeah. blah. like, I don't know, man. This thing was fucking disturbing and 
I think if they remade this now, it would make a really good movie. I don't even know how they could remake it now and capture like the same essence of the film. No, man, the the it was just a really <laughs> weird flick. Yeah, like the way that he screamed was <laughs> like yeah, much that's like how that. he fucked. <laughs> well, he would. It well, was terrifying. Be, like, the kills it was were so cool. loud. Yeah, the kills were the cool. kills were cool. He would like you'd see him grab someone by the face and then tear, and then you'd see mm-hmm. like a gash in their head that looked like a real yeah. gash you but know? it was definitely that like cheesy 80s practical effects like that blood, was great blood makeup that was great shit. like this is a bad movie don't get me wrong oh no, yeah but it's a classic but it is like it it captures that mm. that that classic 80s the cheese ball essence that's what right. i like to call it the cheese ball essence yeah. movies like this and evil dead was actually really good though but it still had like yeah, the cheese ball stuff essence. like the the over-exaggerated stuff, yeah. like everything was over-exaggerated. Stuff like demons. Yeah. Demons had that cheese ball factor too, for sure. And this movie just touched upon, like, I don't know, I think just how cruel humans can be. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, that's why I kind of like it, because it's actually got kind of like those deeper themes, like hating somebody for the way that they look and like basically disowning them and making them feel like not human and yeah. shit, you know? Like, no wonder he became evil and, like, wanted to kill everybody. Yeah, it's a story of every horror movie. Everyone gets... Yeah. some Someone gets treated a fucked up way, mm-hmm. and then people get surprised when they snap. Like, yeah. So, you know, he kind of is a monster in a way. And we were talking about he's this, He's a physical you know, monster, but, like... Yeah, man becoming a monster. He was a monster becoming a monster, but because yeah, he yeah. wasn't really a monster. Like, he, he tried to have these emotions, but and he was jealous of his brother for feeling them. That's why when his brother, like became started becoming close with that girl like the secretary or whatever that's, that's why in the he movie. Her. yeah that's why he killed her and you know that's why Dwayne who was the normal brother like he became emotional and you know finally something other than my brother that I can care about yeah and then he took him he, he took her away and then he became angry and wanted to kill Belial too so yeah I don't know there was just a lot more like deepness to this movie than you might think like looking at it from the surface, but it definitely also had that like really cheesy, like eighties quality. So. It was like super, super cheesy. Yeah. Even the blood, like it was just like oh, yeah. too much of it at some <laughs> point. Like, but yeah, if you're a fan of like these kind of movies or you just want to watch like a cult classic, prepare to be really disturbed. What was that movie with the, with the killer monkey rat that bit someone? Oh, uh, uh, brain dead brain dead yeah what was the other yeah, or dead from? alive dead alive there dead we go alive, yeah. I remember I watched that that was crazy like that was yeah. basically if the same like, kind of thing yeah if you like dead alive if you've ever seen that you'll probably like you'll it. like this and if yeah. you've seen neither watch both oh yeah they're both classics like don't eat if you're watching these though, like. <laughs> yeah no oh, especially not uh, dead alive that shit was gross oh man when, yeah. when her fucking yeah. shit popped on her face to, into, the, into, into the soup and he was like nom 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 yeah we won't talk about that shit that's great that's fucking great yeah, it was. But definitely check that out. Um, but Basket Case right now is not quite as difficult to find as Dead Alive is. Um, you can watch Basket Case on Shudder, which uh, we're not endorsed by them or anything. But I highly recommend Shudder to all of you horror fans if you are not aware of it yet or you haven't subscribed. It's only like five bucks a month. And it's basically Netflix, but for all horror movies. And they have a lot more like obscure shit. We found a lot more 80 slashers that we haven't even heard about. Yeah. So we might discuss one of these for the cold corner, or maybe even a few of them, because yeah. we have a lot of options for supernatural movies, killer movies. They break them down into categories, by the way. Yeah. So 
I'm probably going to just binge watch tonight until I fall asleep throwing up in my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about that alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. But no, for, um, yeah, go check out Shudder. Basket Case is right on there. You can watch it, and it's, it's excellent. But speaking of monster-type shit and good movies... Yes. We are now going to give you our full review, hopefully spoiler-free, of A Quiet Place. I'm waiting for this. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about this movie for actually a while now, and last week's episode on monster films was kind of a a lead-up to A Quiet Place. Yeah, see, we have some construct. These aren't just random podcasts. We're always leading up to something, so pay close attention. If we talk about slasher movies we might review a slasher we might not we might just shift a whole 180 on you and go the opposite direction you never know i'm gonna fake you out (laughs) yeah we're not very reliable (laughs) so but no we've been talking about a quiet place for a while now and finally we've seen it we're going to review it just like we promised and we hope that this is going to be a good episode for you guys because of this because i know a lot of people have been really excited for this movie because it actually finally looked like a good like big movie, like a big Hollywood movie. That wasn't going to be. That wasn't going to be total fucking yeah, shit. That bags. wasn't garbage, and and it wasn't. It was not garbage at all. It, it was, was the furthest thing from fucking garbage. It was really good. That's fucking great. Yeah. So we're gonna break it down for you guys in a little segment I like to call the breakdown. See, I'm not very clever, but you know I'm <laughs> technical. You know. Yeah. No. It's that's what it is. So a quiet place was directed by John Krasinski, who. You might better know as Jim Halpert from The Office. Uh, <laughs> Talk about a 180. That's crazy. fucking Jim. <laughs> I remember we talked about this. I think you told me this while we were on our way to go see this. Yeah. That's that's why a lot of people kind of liked it because he's been in some more serious stuff recently. But, but you wouldn't expect this shit. Yeah. But a horror movie? Like, when you think of John Krasinski, <laughs> even with like his appearances and some uh, more recent stuff like dramas... You pretty much know him as Jim, so you know him more of like a com as a comedy actor. But he's actually a really well-rounded filmmaker, and he was the director for A Quiet Place. And I give him like mad props for this movie because I think he succeeded like really well. And this was his first um, time as a director as well. So especially for that, like damn. And apparently, I'm a fucking dumbass because I didn't know this was gonna be a monster movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't, like, completely obvious. Like, it was pretty ambiguous as to what was going on because you never really see the monster. I mean, I just assume because, like, every horror movie that comes out now, with the exception of The Strangers recently, because I was a slasher, everything is really kind of paranormal now. There's some, sort of, some sort of paranormal entity that comes along yeah. and starts killing people Insidious, or starts haunting people. The Conjuring, Annabelle, That's why I, exact, Ouija. Oh, my God. Enough. <laughs> yeah. We had we got a lot of demon movies, even yeah. like the low key ones on Hulu. Like I see you, I'm not gonna watch you. I've seen enough. Like I, we need to have this variety. Like and I, yeah. I from seeing the trailer, you just see people make a noise. Yeah, I didn't assume it was gonna be what it was. I thought it was gonna be like demons. Oh, you make a noise and the demons find you. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It was like post apocalyptic. Yeah. Type shit. It, like, yeah, it is basically the movie is about. A family who is attempting to survive in this basically post-apocalyptic world. Like, from uh, the beginning of the film, actually, it was like, it said it was like day 83 or something. And then it was like a year later. So, whatever has been going on has only apparently been going on in this film for like a year. 
So it's like pretty new, but basically they, they live in a post-apocalyptic world and you can't really tell like where they are or anything. Obviously they're probably somewhere like in America because they speak English, but you don't really know where or like, and you don't really know what else has been going on in the world around them, but you can probably assume that most other people have been wiped out. Yeah. Cause you don't really see anybody other than yeah. that. Remember that old guy and his wife when he saw his wife was dead yeah. and he like, he did that. I'm trying not to give spoilers here. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. But so. the, the, there aren't that many other characters in this film. So it's it's pretty isolated, you know, like it's really just about this family. And the reason that they appear to have survived for so long is because they've been smart and they've developed some tendencies to not make noise. But it's implied that really any kind of like sound above a whisper is dangerous, like it's going to draw something. Unless you're near like running water. Yeah, like something else that's louder. Yeah. But whatever this thing is like it can hear really fucking well and it's like really vicious and dangerous and uh that led the family to completely rely on sign language to communicate yeah which is convenient as shit because yeah. their their daughter the oldest one she uh she's deaf yeah which uh, is probably how they know sign language in yep, the first and place like but i said they're just fortunate yeah. to like to know, to, know, it, yeah. to know it yeah so they didn't have to learn it they didn't have to start whispering can Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I wouldn't say good luck because, you know, she's deaf, obviously, yeah. but it was luck. For the situation, like, it's definitely convenient. But that silence is one of the biggest themes in this movie, obviously, because they have to rely on it pretty much completely in order to survive, which is not actually a new concept in horror in general because, you know, if you're confronting like a killer or a monster or something, obviously you don't want to make noise. But, you know, it's apparent that whatever this thing is that they're attempting to survive from, it can, like, hear you from, like, miles away or something, you know? So you oh, yeah. really can't make any noise like, If you all. drop a spoon, you'll be human soup. Like, yeah, pretty much. These things... You'll be able to eat yourself with that spoon. No spoilers, but if these things touch you once, you're gone. Yeah, basically. Um, we're not really going to get into too much, like, what the monster is and stuff. But there is a monster. That much is obvious. I don't now. even know how to describe it. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> but it's a uh, fucking monster. You think of the worst thing you can think of, <laughs> and that's what's going to be in this movie. Yeah. The source of all your nightmares is going to mm. be in this movie. But I mean, the use of silence in this film because of that. Oh, I was so effective. It was so effective. You were always on edge, like yo. You're just waiting yeah. for someone to drop something or like sneeze. Yeah. How do they sneeze? I have no idea. Probably like into a pillow or something. Or how do they cough? Pro- yeah, probably like into a pillow. Or they don't. <laughs> They've overcome having to <laughs> cough. They're just like... Monster's <laughs> 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 yeah. like, well, that clearly sounds like, like someone dying, so I'm like not gonna... Basically, everybody has a panic attack. Somebody has to sneeze and shit. <laughs> right. You just shoot him in the fucking forehead like... <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> and then you draw the monster to you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got a silencer for some reason or something. <laughs> but I feel like they could probably hear that too. Anyway... Oh, yeah. But the silence was super effective because exactly like it built that suspense and it did it super well because they didn't even really use any music, at least during like those parts. That was kind of the one of the cool dynamics because really the film is about being silent so you can survive. But there were parts of the film where it became like more action action packed and when stuff actually happened that they would use music, which I thought was interesting 
because when you're trying to have a movie like this, like you really have to plan out like, okay, you know, this is happening. We want to build the suspense here. Okay. Finally something happens and like there's a noise made or something. So we're going to like blast you with this creepy music. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And I liked the fact that it was quiet, but it wasn't boring. Like I said, there was there was dialogue, but it was just all sign language. So if you don't like reading, you won't like this right. movie. Yeah. I mean, it was still really, really fucking good, though. And uh, I just love the contrast. Eventually, well, okay, I'm not going to say this. But uh, the question that we uh, addressed on the last episode uh, when we watched the trailer for it, whether or not they were going to use dialogue in the film. That is answered in the film, but I'm not going to say really what happens. It's not like a huge spoiler. We, we kind of hinted earlier. Yeah. We kind of said, hint, hint, you got to be around louder sounds to be able yeah. to talk. Hint, hint. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's not like a huge spoiler, but it is actually a pretty important part of the film because really, I mean, they can speak, obviously, but their their freedom to do so is restricted because of this like otherworldly like being like this unknown presence you know so like one of their basic freedoms is just gone and you have to try to survive like in that and to basically never have actual dialogue with each other especially when it's your family like that's tough you know yeah i mean maybe not with your like deaf mute daughter because you're used to signing with her but you can't even talk to like your wife or your husband or whatever like you can't talk to your other like son who can hear like that's i don't know man that would just suck yeah there's a lot of internal conflict in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. I think uh, one of the major themes of this movie was guilt. I can't really elaborate on why, but one of the yeah. characters feels very responsible for something. Even just the fact, like, I feel like this movie did a good job of exploring how a special needs child, like, thinks and, and operates and feels because, you know, she was really beating herself up a lot in this movie. Yeah. Not only because of the thing that you mentioned, which we won't spoil for you guys but even just as like her own existence as a deaf mute person you know like she has to rely on this hearing aid that her father keeps trying to build for her to make it work better and it never works and eventually she just gets angry but like not at him but at herself like you know why was i born with this like curse is probably what she's thinking yeah you know and uh it it just explores like that theme a lot and explores how her family feels about that and about her, which uh, is really good. Honestly, it, it's like, I would say it's probably more of like a, uh, like a fam, not a family movie, but like a thriller that focuses on the family rather than just being like a creature feature. Yeah. You know, the family seemed to be the focal point of this whole oh, movie yeah. because like they didn't go into detail about anything else. Uh, that's what I liked. That was good. Cause they didn't go into like this huge backstory, which I don't think it's a good thing that they didn't go into the backstory right away. Sometimes it yeah. is if you didn't anticipate so many prequels and yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't really explore like that much honestly. Like it was really just about the family dynamic and like their role and what's going on and like their survival, you know? Cuz it really didn't talk about the monster like almost at all. Yeah. And it didn't really describe like what else was happening in the world really like there was a there was a point where you could kind of see like these snippets of like newspapers and stuff that obviously whatever was going on was going around was going on um I don't know like maybe all over the world but you know at least like re- in, in like the same like region or whatever I mean they couldn't get a signal from anywhere remember India and all oh, those yeah, places yeah, yeah. So, so I yeah, guess it's probably it was... like worldwide 
I guess they kind of explained it implicitly, yeah. but I I like that they didn't go into the backstory of the of the being or of yeah. the families or any of that for that matter. But then again, that leaves room for like a prequel with the whole backstory, and then yeah. we gotta wait another three years to see the sequel to this one. And then yeah, there was actually an article that uh the writers apparently had ideas for like more films and like a franchise. I don't know if they're actually going to plan on doing that, but they have ideas. And uh, with the ending of the film, which, you know, we won't spoil and what the movie did not explore really with what was happening in the world and with this thing, um, I could see that there could be more films in, in like a franchise. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I want there to be though. Yeah, because it's going to, you know, like, what else are they going to yeah. do? It's just going to be the same movie. I, I just don't want it to start lacking substance, you know, yeah. because it's trying to explore, like, all this other random shit. Hey, man, if you want to make more money, you got to drop the substance and jump over the yeah. shark. Appar- <laughs> apparently, yeah. You got to jump over a shark, bro. I hope they don't do it. And I, I also saw an article about this same uh, studio, Platinum Dunes. That said that they're going to try not to do any more, like, reboots and stuff like that. Which, if they made a sequel to this, it wouldn't be a reboot. But I think you could almost kind of do, do the same thing with, like, uh, I think the sequels could, and prequels and I stuff. I think they could, if they make another movie, they could do it maybe from another Survivor's perspective. Yeah, it's like they, be cool. It's like how they're doing with The Walking Dead, you know? Yeah, they could, they could have, like, kind of the same, in the same universe, like, kind of what Cloverfield is doing yeah. almost. But, yeah, from a different, like perspective but then what's the point how do you get to the end what happens right yeah then it's just gonna drag on is there a resolution yeah walking dead's gonna last forever bro (laughs) i stopped watching after Uh, me too the governor got killed but uh i mean you know because this is like a worldwide thing theoretically this could also have like a shit ton of movies so i almost kind of hope that they don't unless they plan on completely resolving everything in like a sequel but i don't know i don't i don't think any of like kind of sequel prequel will match up to this just because like this is its own story and i think that the family that was uh portrayed was actually really interesting especially because they all had to pretty much a lot of them have to learn asl in order to use it in this film and like be able to understand what the uh what the girl was saying so that added this completely new dynamic because usually they're probably used to speaking so that really says a lot about their acting ability big time Um, Especially because John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who plays the wife, are actually married in real life, I believe. So, like, oh, they really? probably practice with themselves. Like, they ha- already have that family dynamic, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, because they're married. So, I mean, so that makes complete sense. But, yeah, I mean, I, there's both really incredible actors. And they had to be able to, like, portray that fear pretty much, like, just on their faces, you know. And, like, all those emotions because they couldn't speak. So I think that was really cool. Yeah. And that was like another reason why silence was so effective in this movie. Another great thing about this movie is it only has like one jump scare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't really have a lot at all. Basically, I'm not going to spoil it, but when you see when you see them raccoons, you better get ready. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty much it. And like there was only like maybe one other one that I didn't even feature the monster. So yeah, I really like that aspect because, you know, it could have taken advantage of the silence and done some dumbass jump scares with like loud noises, but it didn't really do that. Whenever you would see this thing, it was present more in like the shadows, like in the background, which I think is what cinematographers should be doing when they yeah. do horror films, you know, because that's what cinematography is all about, you know, lighting, um, kind of more like subtle, 
camera movements. Yeah, that's background. I was, was going to allude to that. The subtle camera movements. Uh, even in the really, really fast paced scenes, you were easily able to like see what was going on. Like it yeah. wasn't like in the movies where there's quick camera movements and then you see one shot of the back of the characters heels running and then yeah. you see dirt fall and then like you see them look up for a split second and then there's flashes like no, this this like it kept up with like the main character like even when they were sprinting their asses off. Yeah. Like it it kept up with them like like from a front view, back view, but it was like consistent, you know? It there was yeah. no like there was no shaking of the camera. Right. There was none of those those stupid flashes that they have in a lot of movies, like that that like making it seem like you know you got tunnel vision. You know, right. like they're trying to make you feel like the character, I guess, which isn't really effective if I'm just having a if I'm just having an epileptic seizure and I can't right. see what's going on the screen. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not being chased by this guy. Calm down. I'm not experiencing the shock. Just show me what's going on. Like, yeah, like I just want to see what's happening. You know, I'm just I want to be I'm, curious. I'm glad there was no shaky camera and yeah. just er- erratic camera movements. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I that's what I hate in movies nowadays. Like, like especially in like movies like let's say for example, uh, any kind of cannibal hillbilly movie where there's a chase and the camera's just like showing how close the cannibal's getting to the to the person, but from the front view and you see the look of dread on their face, like is he right behind me? But then the camera's like being held by like a three year old with Parkinson's, like yeah, yeah, you're right though. Yeah, the cinematography was excellent, and it's you know even in all the shots that weren't like quick or like action heavy, which was honestly most of the film a lot of the cinematography was really focused on the faces of the characters themselves. Yeah. Because that's really what it was all about. You know, without dialogue, you have to be able to portray emotions and feelings like in another way. So that's be on your face. And so I think they did a really good job of showing how the characters felt using the cinematography to kind of get in close. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They really put an emphasis on like, when you actually saw the creatures, though, like, when you see them running up, like, you would catch glimpses of it, but when they were finally in the in the screen, we had those, like, those, like, close-up shots of its face at certain points, mm-hmm. but then you had those, like, as as it enters into the room, you had that really, really low shot, oh, like, yeah. the camera on the floor shot yeah. as their legs, as its legs are walking by, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, that kind of made you think, like, holy shit, you know, yeah. this is a big thing. This is one of, this is the powerhouse of the movie, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cinematography was not, like, in your face. Yeah. Especially during, like, those scenes. That's what I mean when it was subtle, you know? Like, you'd see stuff in the background. you see stuff from, like, low-cut angles or, like, you know, diagonal angles and yeah. stuff like that. Like, just shadows in the background. So it was really effective, and I think that's what more horror movies should be doing. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, like, you... Sure, you could take advantage of silence and then just have some like loud ass jump scare and just throw like monsters or whatever like in people's faces and yeah, you'll probably get some some screams and stuff, you know, but it's not necessarily because what's happening is actually scary. It's just because you're jolting somebody's reaction with like yeah. these loud ass noises, especially in theaters, you know. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Or even if I'm in my room and it's like I'm, I watch movies at like one, two in the morning, you know, like yeah. I don't want <laughs> And like glass breaks, and then people just start falling, and then there's the strobe light. You know, like yeah, I know what you mean. That's not gonna scare me. That just like yeah makes me want to like get in my car and drive somewhere and get away. Yeah. You know, like no, this shit was like actually scary because yeah, you could actually imagine how you would feel in those kind of situations. And the character you know? they got so close in multiple scenarios. Like, yeah, they did. Death. Yeah. 
So, but we're not going to talk almost, about there, that. There's guys, some good there twists. Was a, there was almost death by corn. I'll say that. Yeah, there was almost. Corn almost killed somebody. <laughs> oh, man. That was that was a pretty great scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just really like this movie. I would say if I had to give it a ranking like out of 10, I would probably give it like a solid 9.5. Yeah, I'd give this movie a 9 out of 10. Yeah. The only it thing... Has, oh, you go on? Oh, I was going to say the only thing that I... Honestly, don't really like about this film quite that much is the actual creature. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to give I mean, away it's scary. anything. It's scary, but it's it not is. like But here's my thing. I felt that it was just kind of uninspired. Yeah, it looked like a random it. Damn, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, it no, looked we, random. We you won't talk about it. It, it just, just looked really it, it didn't feel very like unique to me. It looked like an oddball. Yeah. <laughs> I think the concept behind it and how it was executed was was good. It was pretty much completely CGI, which usually I'm not really that big of a fan yeah, of. Yeah, we but, didn't talk about that. Yeah, but for this particular like creature, I didn't think it was that big of a deal for it to be all CGI. Because once you see it and you understand like its nature and how it's portrayed in the film, you get why it had to be CGI. And I don't mind that too much. But I feel with how the scares occurred... Um, with the creature i think it's possible that it could have been all practical but uh, it would have been pretty much a completely like different thing i agree i was gonna say like maybe in the shots where like its movement wasn't so you know yeah yeah. erratic (laughs) yeah maybe like on the um they're not gonna know what i mean that shot in the basement when they initially came when it initially came in yeah like that could have been practical oh yeah yeah, yeah, like for sure because i mean you really don't see, like, let's say a pumpkin head, for example. Mm. You don't really see really that many shots of him, like... Yeah, he's not just, walking. like, sprinting after somebody, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, you just kind of see it from his camera angle or someone else's, like, there's just, like, a noise, and then you hear the... the yeah. He's he more of, like, up. a... Pumpkin has more of, like, a stalker creature, like, imp- really imposing, like, just happens to come around the corner or whatever. Yeah, you know? but these, like, I don't know. I felt like they could have used practical effects in... At least when, some shots. When, like, the monsters were, like, let's say, in a house, for example, yeah. or, like, looking for somebody, or... I get when, like, during a chase scene, why they have to use CGI, right. but, like, they could have went with some practical... I mean, even practical effects have come, like, a huge oh, way yeah. since, like, the 1980s. So, yeah, like, for sure. They could have did something practical. I mean, I'm not upset. I mean, it did kind of look... St- yeah, I See, mean, look, compared to a lot of it, it when it, when good. it when it finally stopped, though, and stood still in the basement, you could, you're yeah, like, ah, CGI. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just like, yeah, uh, it's, they're just looking but, at nothing and being startled. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, they could have kind of could have done something like The Relic, which we talked about last week. And we watched that movie after the podcast, actually. But The Relic, it did actually have some CGI because there were scenes in that movie where you see like the full creature, like in its entirety. And it's just like jumping up on the columns and shit like that. That's obviously CGI and like showed it running because they can't really make the, a, a practical creature design like that do those kind of things. Yeah. But there were also scenes in the ritual where, you know, it was like close up on somebody. The relic. Yeah. Or like peeking up, peeking <laughs> out from behind the corner or something. And that was practical effects, yeah. but they also had CGI. So I feel like they could could have done the same thing in here. I don't know if it was just th- an ease of shooting the, thing. I was going to say it's, it's probably the same thing. Like you said, like. It would like you know in the relic when it climbed up the wall. Yeah, it would yeah, be hard to. It would be extremely hard. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly like, what I'm saying. You know, so that's why they had to use it, both. I love to see like 
the creature from the relic versus the the ones from oh, fireplace. fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh man, that would that would be an interesting brawl for sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think that these guys might win. I don't think so, bro. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought. But uh yeah that 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 was one of the only things I was kind of iffy about in this movie like I feel like it, there could have been some practical effects I feel like maybe it could have been a little better with them but that's like completely my own opinion um so yeah I, I don't know you you kind of agree Yeah I sort of. I, I, I don't know look I I'm kind of biased because when I grew when I started watching horror movies was when I was a small child and it was the yeah. 90s so every, almost everything was practical effects much, yeah. besides you know the relic but like yeah I don't, I don't know I just grew up like like the thing about these practical effects is like they're so cheesy like I'm not saying like when you see a monster like practical effects maybe like during a kill for mm-hmm. example they're so cheesy that they look real you know you kind of feel uneasy yeah. looking at it you're like just like like we said in uh what's that that movie with the rat <laughs> Oh, uh, dead, dead alive, dead alive, dead yeah. alive. Yeah, like in Dead Alive, like that shit made me want to puke because, like, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it, you could tell it was obviously like special effects stuff, but it was practical, so you could imagine it kind of being real. Like, yeah, it was that, gross. Yeah, yeah if it, if that was CGI, I would have kind of been like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. We need we we can't just forget about practical effects. No, we. Look what happened, bro. We forget about practical effects, and then what happens? Look, we forgot about toys, and now Toys R Us is shutting down because kids just want to play with fucking tablets. Oh, I got, I got games. On. I hate you, younger people. <laughs> because of you, Toys R Us is closing. I drove by it today, and it said going out of business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, practical effects just lend so much more to the cinematography, too. Actually, because I saw um, an article with the cinematographer who was actually—I forget his name—but he's uh, he's manned the camera for a lot of like really good popular films um and he's actually helped out on a bunch of steven spielberg's films um and the article was about ready player one which i have seen and i loved that movie but just because of like the essence of that movie taking place in like this virtual video game world um a a lot of the film is pretty much completely cgi and so he was actually the um, dp on that movie and he was talking about you know, CGI and films and especially in that movie, he said he contributed only like 40% really of like work to the film because that, that was pretty much only how much of the film was like real, right? <laughs> you know, and the rest was all just CGI. And he was like, I mean, if you have CGI like anywhere, you can't really like do much with that cinematography wise because you're kind of just told like, all right, shoot here. We're going to do this CGI like in this shot. And you can't really play with like lighting or shadows or anything like that because there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, which again was a reason why I feel like they could have used practical effects, at least in some scenes, because they could have been able to manipulate the shadows, you know, in real life, the lighting, maybe some different angles, stuff like that to make it a little creepier. But they weren't really able to do that that much because a lot of that stuff was just thrown in. Um, in post-production, you know, in editing, so... See, the thing I don't like I don't about know. CGI, when it's done right and, like, it's subtle, yeah, that's it's okay. Mm. But, like, when you, like, when you have 10 objects in a room and you can clearly tell which one of the objects is CGI because yeah. it looked like you took it out of a video game and just threw it into, like, a, onto a movie screen. Right, yeah. I don't know. It, it takes a lot away from the movie. Like, CGI has ruined some movies for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So that was really my only gripe with it. 
but I still really liked A Quiet Place. I definitely recommend oh, yeah. that you oh, yeah. go see it because it's a pretty, I, can't, I feel like it's a pretty revolutionary movie, like, already, you know, just because of, like, its concept and the way it was done. So, yeah, d- definitely check it out. It's really out in theaters it. right now. Yeah, Rewatch too. value, too. For like, sure. Once it comes out on DVD, I'll probably just watch it again. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe there's some, like, hints in there to, like, what's really going on or, like, more about the creature. Yeah, there's some Easter eggs in you there. Know? We just didn't piece it together. Yeah. It's hard to see in one watch, so. But, uh, yeah, check it out if you've been thinking about it. We definitely recommend that you go see it. But next up, this is actually a pretty good segue from when we were talking about practical effects versus CGI yes, stuff. Because this, this movie uh, is chock full of practical effects. I think it's only practical effects, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, like, 100%. It is uh, the chopping block. Dun dun dun! And we are talking today about Terrifier. Now, I don't know how many of you have heard of this. If you haven't, what are you doing? Yeah, I didn't know about it until it Barnabas told me. Super indie, like ultra independent, you know. Because uh, not a lot of people really have heard about this one. Maybe a little bit more recently now that it was actually released on Blu-ray. But it's still, I feel like, super low-key. Like, you have to be, like, a huge, like, underground horror fan to have heard about this film. But a lot more people are, like, sharing stuff now because it's just so crazy. Oh, yeah. I think this should have been more out there. I, I agree. But I've, I've heard really, you know, nothing but good things from a lot of... Uh, horror fans like on reddit and stuff um and i we both like really liked it yeah man uh initially i didn't know what to expect apparently this is one of those like grindhouse movies you know it looks like like it yeah it's got that like style visually you know yeah just this cheap not in a bad way don't get me wrong like the like it looked like some dude from like the 1990s grabbed his camera yeah like er, like early 90s i'm talking about like the transition from like between 89 and 91 that type of like camera work was done in this movie i don't yeah. know how to explain it but uh the atmosphere of this movie is like just really fucking weird like yeah from from the start you know like shit is going to go down it starts off with these uh these two young girls are in this uh well the main point i don't want to cuz the beginning part of the movie was kind of part of the end so we could kind of explain yeah. that but uh, it starts off with these two girls in this diner and they're just hanging out, and then this weird, scary as shit looking clown yeah. with the weirdest ninety like, percent gums smile comes like along. Like the black gums. Yeah, and He's like got the weirdest mouth I've ever seen in my life. And like he he comes into this he comes into this diner and he just starts he just starts smiling at this one girl and like yeah. waving at her and yeah, like, like and like staring at her like a fucking creeper. And then at one point he wasn't even smiling anymore. He's just looking yeah. at her. And he's got, like, this huge, like, black trash bag full of who knows what. Yeah. Like, we kind of see what's in it, but they don't know what's in it. It's just weird, you know? But he looks freaky as shit. He's got this huge, like, gaping mouth, like, black gums. He's got, like, a hook nose and, like, a really, like, pointy chin. So, it really looks very unnatural, like, very inhuman. And he just is wearing this, like, uh, he has, like, white face makeup on and like this white um bald cap and he's got like the little tiny black hat which i love the little tiny black hat but he just looks super like unsettling and weird and 
especially when he smiles. Yeah, if I was walking down, he a, just looks evil. If I was walking down an alley and a guy like this came up to me and just started smiling, like I'd have to like fight him until he stops moving yeah. and I stop moving and then I run away, <laughs> because like this, I don't know, man. You just can't ignore someone like this. Like I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Yeah. Google Terrifier Art the Clown. You'll you'll see what I yeah. mean. Yeah, this was a. Uh, this movie was what? Was it like a reboot or what would you say is a reboot? Yeah, I don't... I don't, All Hallows Eve? I guess kind of like a spinoff. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it was inspired by this film. It was an anthology film called All Hallows Eve, released back in 2013. And that movie features this character who is called Art the Clown. And uh, I, I don't... I haven't seen it, so I, I but I wouldn't say from the description that the movie is really like about Art the Clown, but it features three different like stories with like this overarching narrative going on about this like person who finds a videotape or something. And like the three stories are the videotape kind of like VHS sort of, (laughs) but each story features art, the clown, but terrifier actually takes that character and constructs an entire cohesive narrative around art, the clown and his like killing spree basically because he stalks these two girls seemingly just completely randomly and he just tries to kill them so it's it's just like a super simple concept but you don't know what the fuck is going on you don't even know what he is like yeah not at all i mean i thought he was human i don't know i don't think he i mean there's no spoilers but it it is kind of ambiguous as to what he is because we see him get pretty fucked up in this movie like the characters fight back but it's but it's still ambiguous for other reasons that that you're not actually sure if he's like human or not, which is you know even more crazy. Even though he kind of acts like it, like we see him texting at one point or something, and so maybe he's just really aware. I don't know, but I don't know, man. He's sick. The character is just crazy. We never hear him talk or even really like make any sound. He doesn't even scream. Yeah, he doesn't laugh like or when anything. You stab him. He doesn't. Yeah, it's like Michael Myers. Like he just doesn't react. Mm-hmm. He reacts, but like. He doesn't make a sound. So this thing is probably just also he doesn't like even pure laugh. evil. Like he, yeah, I mean, he no. smiles, but like he doesn't laugh like a crown. He's like a yeah. mime. More this like def- that definitely makes it more creepy for yeah. sure. I like the kills. There was a lot of blood, and yeah. it was it is very gory. All practical effects, though. Yeah, it's it is all practical effects. Which big props? I, I give a a round of applause for that. The budget was like pretty low. I'm sure. Like I don't know how much it was, but I'm sure it was pretty low because I saw some of the behind the scenes and. I mean, not that it was, like, a cheap production or anything like that, but, you know, it wasn't, like, this big, like, blockbuster thing, so. It's gonna, I'm pretty sure it's gonna get big because. Oh, yeah, I hope so. The atmosphere was really, really dark. It like was super unsettling. Like, you just, I don't know, and the score along with the, mm-hmm. with the, like, just the lighting in every scene, like, there was no really light scene. Like, you didn't see any yeah, light. Really. There was, like. Just, just, just the music was like you knew something was happening, and but then once yeah. it happened, it just kept happening. Mm-hmm. Like the action in this film was consistent. Once something started, it didn't stop. There was not much suspense like in Halloween. This was like this had a more focus, I think, on the deranged clowns' kills, you yeah. know, and like type of horrible shit he did to people. Like that one girl that got chained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna give Who's any the clown? for that. David Howard Thornton. Yeah. So, uh, incredible performance by David Thornton portraying Art the Clown. That was, I mean, the other actors were actually, like, pretty solid. But 
he's just something else. Like he he's actually uh portrayed the Joker before in like some fan film or something like that, which I can completely see, you know, because he knows how to play that like deranged clown. But uh, this was a little different because he doesn't have any dialogue. He doesn't even like make any noises. It's completely like physical acting, which is probably my favorite acting because it, it can just get so crazy. And that's pretty much exactly what happened in this movie. So, yeah, um, big props to David Thornton for his his acting here. Yeah, man, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he is. He really is. When you see him in the behind the scenes, like he's obviously talking, though, and he's kind of seems like a normal guy. But once like the director shouts action like that's it he's gone he yeah, is in, art the clown he's completely in character like he's he looks creepier when he's smiling and all that shit as opposed to when he's like being like menacing yeah, yeah. Men- like the menacingness isn't really that scary but like when he does that smile and like his teeth are like half mm. an inch long and his gums are like two feet long and he just that look in his eyes I don't know what it is yeah. if it's just the makeup but no I think he's just a really fucking good actor I think he's just a weirdo yeah Look but, at that. You see that grin? Yeah. yeah. We're looking at a picture right now, but you no, know, it's great. It's got that grindhouse feel for sure. Um the the soundtrack is is excellent. It's got that, you know, like practical gore and it's really gory. So if you like kind of like splatter fest kind of slasher movies, then you'll really like Terrifier. And just the way it like looks visually and like the color grading. It's retro. I it is say. retro cuz it's got that like like we like orange hue. Yeah through the whole movie. Yeah, I noticed that. And it's not, like, quite, like, sharp, you know? So that was obviously intentional um, in, like, like, the editing. Like, there's no way you can watch this movie in 4K. This is no. A, this is a 360p movie. Like, Honestly, I, I think I would love to watch this movie on, like, you know, uh, like a small-ass TV set, like that 20-inch shit with, oh like, God, the, the, the box, the bunny ear antennas. Oh yeah, my the God, box. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be perfect. They should release VHSs for this. I'm serious. Yeah, I agree. That shit would be a collector's item. That'd be a item. cool retro. Uh, it would be cool to get a copy of Terrifier for free on VHS, hint. Yeah, so we could uh, review it. Yeah, let you know how that is. <laughs> totally not asking for free merch. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this episodes chopping block featuring terrifier it is definitely not chopped hell no not chopped this is highly recommended this is one of the better slashers i've seen recently i agree uh like i said not too suspenseful just suspenseful enough at the beginning that you know like he's he's about to do some shit Mm -hmm. but you didn't expect how crazy it gets no, like you're not gonna expect like a total ball he has no remorse maybe for like a he has the remorse for like he has fake remorse for like a split second but yeah he is just... He's just, like, evil. This is one of the better slashers I've seen. I liked it better than The Strangers. Me too. I liked it better than Just Before Dawn. We see that recently. Yeah. I liked it better than Prom Night, for sure. Really? I'm, Damn, yeah. I'm trying to compare this to old slashers. I, I did not like it better than uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. That There's was some pre- classes that was, you just can't beat. That was yeah. pretty subtle. But, like, this was... This is not just a movie that's great for today. This movie is great. Yeah, it's just, it, it's timeless. It, you know, like you could watch this 20 years from now and be like, damn. You like know? it's one of those, like it's retro, it feels retro, but you know it's modern. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only part of the movie that, that makes you like feel that it's like modern and like not one of those like gritty 80s, 90s like splatter movies is like when you see the $20 bill and it has like the holographic yeah. shit on it. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely like set in modern day, but yeah, it looks like it was like filmed in the 90s. That's what I like. See, yeah. we need more 
We need more. I'm gonna I'm gonna make like the complete switch to like grindhouse <laughs> style movies. Maybe Giallo too, because Giallo is like those yeah. those are always great. Yeah. No, Terrifier was uh, was excellent, and we highly recommend it. It is pretty difficult to f- to find. A sp- like you, you probably won't be able to find it streaming anywhere. You could get the DVD though. <clears throat> yep, they do have a uh, Blu-ray DVD combo pack out that you could actually get uh, from Dread Central. Actually, I think uh, you, you go through the Epic Pictures website for it, but Dread Central, which is uh, known pretty popularly as as a horror news outlet, which we do use for a lot of our news, um, they actually produced the film or distributed it, whichever they were the studio behind Terrifier. Uh, so that's how you know it's like pretty low key, but you can just go through uh, Epic Pictures or Dread Central and get it. It's totally worth it. It's just, it's great. I don't really know what else to say about it. They, and like he wasn't a big dude either. No, yeah, he was like a pretty scrawny. He was guy. like he was scrawny as shit. Like he was like, I would say he was about like five nine, five ten, and just like a hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, but he was just super freaky. He was freaky. He had an arsenal of weapons. He had a gun. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Props, just prop, big props to the ma- makeup and. Special I was just gonna effects. say great makeup work. Wow, you read yeah. my fucking mind. Yeah. So that is uh, this episode's chopping block. Definitely check out Terrifier. Definitely go check out A Quiet Place and go watch Basket Case. But don't at us about that shit if you're disturbed. We warned you. I think if they watch Terrifier... Terrifier is also very disturbing. They're both very disturbing. (laughs) If you want something more like subtle, I guess Quiet Place would would do it because it's not like gory. Or just go watch Teletubbies, you wimps. Yeah, pussy. So uh yeah, why are you even watching or listening to a horror podcast if you're if you're a wimp like that? Right. I mean I don't like just gore movies like I won't just watch, you know like Soft Four. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched Soft Four. Really? Yeah. No, I've watched Soft Four. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I kinda yeah. watched five, but it was just I don't know, after a while all the gore is just like, Alright bro, I get it, people yeah. are getting caught up, you know, like Right. But this had this had all the classic elements of mm-hmm. horror. The creepy stalker. You get that feeling of dread, and then the dread just continues endlessly. It does not stop. I'm telling you, once the crazy shit starts, a lot of shit's going to happen that you did not expect. He's going to pop up from places you did not expect. He's going to mm. do some shit you did not expect. It was This was a 10 out of 10 movie, I yeah. would say. For me, it was 10 out of 10. Yeah, I feel you. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and it wasn't even deep or anything. Like It was just a fun watch. So definitely check it out if that's kind of what you're looking for. Go buy the Blu-ray. It's worth it. Um, instant classic instant classic for sure so with that I think uh, pretty much wraps it up for episode number 7 oh yes go check all that stuff out let us know what you think if you have any questions or comments please leave them go ahead and follow us we do have uh, an Instagram page now as well it's just grave discussions and uh, you can follow us keep up to date with everything that's going on with our terrible twosome (laughs) ha 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 And with that, we will see you next time. On Grave Discussions.
This has been an SRD production.